Hey everyone, thank you for joining me as we continue our journey through the strange Paradiso. First of all, I would like to say that I'm hoping things may work a little better with uh, the recordings now and so on. I've noticed that it's no longer Anchor FM, but now it's Spotify for podcasters. So um, maybe I'll have better luck with this and with getting some people to come on the show than I did with the previous app. Even though it's kind of like the same, it's cer- certain features have changed. So I'm going to um, try to uh, get some people to come on, okay, in the near future. So I want to start off with some stories. Now, I don't know if if this would maybe be under the the um like time slip kind of thing that happens to people that are being reported and so on but anyhow let's get started here with our walk all right so i am at this time working with a lot of seniors a lot of older people um elderly people okay so Many of these people have life experiences that they may have not spoke about, spoken about to anyone. Maybe they just never brought it up. Maybe it's certain things that were just put, pushed back in their minds, in their memories that they never really think about until a conversation comes up and then they remember certain things and then they want to share these things. Well, this particular thing came from a man. Now, I don't want to use anyone's real names because I wasn't uh, told that I could. So I'm just going to say that his name is Jim, okay? So Jim was saying that back in the early 60s, he said he knows it was somewhere like 1961 or 62 because... John Kennedy was still the president at this time. So when this particular incident happened to him. So he said that what happened was he was driving to the shop, to a shopping center. And at the time, at least where he lived, there were no malls. All the shopping centers were outdoors. So he parked his car and he got out and started walking into whatever, like some man's store where he was going to go buy his clothing. And he said he saw this girl. He said she was a young girl. She may have been like a preteen. He said that he doubts that she was 15 years old, but that's the oldest that he would have said that she is. You know, like she was no older than 15 years old. He said that he noticed her because of the way she was dressed, her purse, and that she was holding a device in her hand. He looked at her. He said, I know that I was very confused, and I must have had a confused look on my face when I saw this girl. She just seemed to appear out of nowhere. So he looked at her, noticed what she was wearing, because people in the early 1960s 
did not dress like that. He said people, people at that time wore a lot more clothing than this girl was wearing. So he was like, what in the heck? And then she had this device in her hand. So she looked at him and she also looked confused. So he went ahead and went on into the store and did his shopping. And that was that. He came out of the store a little while later. He never saw this girl again, never saw anything like it again. He just figured it was just, you know, oh, well, you know, teenagers and this and that. Because at the time, I guess this guy was like in his mid-20s. Fast forward to 1994. He says that the store that he used to always go to was no longer there, but he still would go to that area because there was like some coffee shop or something that had been uh, put in there, placed in that area, and he would go and meet up with friends and they would just, you know, talk and drink coffee and stuff like this. So now this man in 1994, okay, he was much older. So, well, of course. So he said, as he was walking in to the coffee shop, he noticed that same girl. She was the same girl wearing the same thing that he saw all those years ago, like in 1961. And he, at, now he's older, you know, and he stops and he's like, hey, um, did I see you here before a long time ago? And she's just like, no, because she was only like about 14 or 15 years old. And then he's like, oh yeah, that's right, you know? So he just said, oh, okay. So he just goes into the coffee shop. So what he's saying is, what was I seeing back in 1960? He said, it's like I saw this girl, like I got a glimpse of the future. He said, there was no mistaking it. And the thing that she had in her hand was some kind of a, uh, it wasn't a cell phone because cell phones weren't available then, but it was some kind of like music device. Maybe it was a Walkman, I mean, or a Discman, whatever it was. But he said she even had the device in her hand. So he saw this girl twice. So it is like he got a glimpse of the future. How did that girl travel to 1960? Because that is the person who traveled. It was the girl. Now, did she do this, um, you know, like a lot, not a lot of people, but there are many people who do these kind of things. And, or could it have been a time slip? Was she in a time slip? This is um, kind of um, perplexing. I haven't heard anyone, I mean, personally, I have not been approached 
by someone with this type of experience. It's difficult for me actually to say anything much with some of them, not because I think that they don't understand or I think that uh, they may not uh, be able to like grasp the concept, but I was really not able to share a lot with my thoughts with him because of um, why I'm there, you know, as far as my work. So I don't want to, I didn't want to like go into certain things about this experience because I, first of all, it, I was at work. Second of all, I don't want to be labeled at work and I don't want a whole bunch of people coming and telling me of certain things. Not because I do not welcome people's stories and stuff, but I don't want to uh, call attention to myself in my workplace. Otherwise, this story, I mean, it has the potential to really be something very, very interesting, something that I would like to get into in the future. But put into this type of context, I have not at least been approached by anyone who had this type of experience. He saw this girl, for example, in 1961, and then he saw her again in 1994. That's like over 30 years. And he didn't think about it for all those years. Okay, it's something that happened, but I'm not going to dwell on it. I find it's very interesting, to say the least. Okay. Now, this other one I want to share with you, um, many of you who have been with me for a while now might recall the story about the light that was coming from a mountain. I don't know. I Maybe it's like in the Palm Springs area, like the San Jacinto or whatever. But I was looking out my window and I could see this light. It looked like maybe a, ref, a mirror reflection or something like that. It was very bright. And then I called my husband and I said, what mountain range is that? Where is, is that? And I don't recall, okay? And he's not here right now for me to ask him. But I want to say... He said, oh, that's the San Jacinto area. So I saw this light and um, for whatever reason, it was different than a regular light. It looked to me like a reflection. And I asked him, are there any cars, any traveling? Is there a road right there? And he said, no, I don't think so. That's just the, the mountainside. Even if there had been a road there where that reflection was coming from, it wouldn't have been in that stationary spot because this light was not moving. It was in one spot. So anyhow, I saw it in the, in the morning, the late morning. I saw it later in the afternoon up until the evening. I would still see it flashing or like reflecting off something. It was really strange. Like if somebody had placed a mirror on the side of uh, that mountain, so it would reflect. But I don't know what it was able to reflect at night, even though that, that light was still there, okay? So anyways, it went away. It, I think I saw it like for a couple of days, and then it went away. Well, recently, there was someone else 
who has said that off in the distance, they see a light. But once again, it looks to them to be like a reflection and it is not moving. It's stationary. So what this person did was they got a really bright, like one of those uh, tack lights, one of those really super bright flashlight thingies and started flashing it. Okay, up until that point, that reflective light or whatever it was off in the distance had not been flashing. It was just there. So this was also pretty far away. It was much too far away to walk to this location. This person says this uh, particular mountainside could have been easily maybe um, close to 100 miles away. He's thinking close, okay? So you're looking at at least over 50 miles away. So he gets that tack light. And he starts flashing it, and nothing happens. So he gives up. And then he decides he's going to use Morse code because he knows Morse code. So he started flashing that light in Morse code. Well, nothing happened once again. So he's like, oh, whatever this is, it's just a maybe, who knows, a gum wrapper, you know, reflection from a dang gum wrapper. But all of a sudden, that light, or whatever it was, started to flash. It wasn't flashing in any Morse code. It was just flashing. Not like a beep, beep, beep type of flash, but just at random intervals. And then it stopped and it went dark. It came on again and spelled out something, not goodbye, but something to the effect. Like it was signing off. Very, very strange. I mean, what was that? I'm going to tell you guys something. I cannot think of anything I cannot think of any scenario that I am comfortable with about this, about trying to decide what this could have been. Because if it's just something laying up there, and all of a sudden you start like communicating with it, and then this thing comes to life, okay, so was that a person so far away on that mountainside? who just, what, was sitting there with a, with a light on all day. If it wasn't a person up there, which I really, really doubt, something that just, I don't believe it, it was a person up there, especially with the weather that um, has been going on when this type of thing has happened, especially now. There is so much bad weather, and in the mountains, is even worse. There's not going to be anyone that I can think of up there waiting around for someone to start flashing the light to communicate with them. So whatever this thing was had intelligence, but what was it? See, that's the burning question. 
And yes, this is something that has happened recently. This uh, happened within the last three weeks. The one that happened to me, and I didn't try to communicate with that because, tell you the truth, guys, I didn't even think about it. But um, I don't think that I would have attempted at a communication either. But yeah, this is something that has just recently happened. So it was like, okay, well, could could someone have been lost up there? Maybe, and they see someone trying to communicate because they see the light, and so they communicated back? No. No. But whatever this was, at the end, signed off through Morse code communication. So, um... It's wide open. I mean, this particular thing to me is wide open. I cannot think of anything that I could possibly present. Because I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. This one is really um, mind-boggling to me. Maybe it wouldn't have been so confusing, so complicated if the thing did not sign off at the end using Morse code. That is what did it for me. Like, what? So if any of you guys can think of something or this just, um, you know, some people like, oh, well, that sounds like such and such. See, because right now I'm, I got to tell you, I know, I don't know anything about what to say when it comes to this experience. Boggles my mind. Okay, so moving on. Now, this story is from someone who had an experience, and this goes back a while ago to 2012. This person in 2012 first started like on social media. So she was just new on Facebook and things like this. So she had an acquaintance, like she had a friend who was on Facebook. And so she went ahead and sent her friend a friend, a friend request, okay, on Facebook. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it was Facebook. Because there used to be this thing called MySpace a long time ago. And I got confused with that in a story that came from MySpace. But anyways, so she sends her friend a friend request on Facebook. In the meantime, her friend passes away. So, okay, um, everyone's really sad and all this and that. And she just like... Wow, you know, that was like the first time anyone that she knew had passed away. So she was sad about it, but, um, you know, life went on. That happened in 2012, okay? So anyways, she wasn't thinking about anything. And let's see, last week, 
March, okay, of 2023, her friend request was accepted by the person who had passed away in 2012. She got a notification that it her friend request had been accepted. Now, I know that things like this can happen because, um, you know, nothing is perfect. It could have been a glitch and things like this. But for one thing, the person who's reporting this is no longer on Facebook. She deleted her account a long time ago. She said people started getting um, aggressive. There were people on there who were actually getting into like online arguments about certain things and she just didn't want to do it anymore. And she said she has not had a Facebook since like 2015. And then she gets this. I don't know, guys. Um, Once again, it could just be one of those things. Or is there something more to this? I, I mean, I'm sitting here, it's like, we could take this in so many different ways. It all depends on how we feel about this. You know, we have to come to our own conclusion about this type of thing. But so many years later, and I mean, I don't know about this particular thing, but wouldn't this person's uh, family or someone have uh, deleted that account at some point? Or wouldn't that account, because it's been inactive for so many years, have been deleted just by Facebook alone? I mean, that's a heck of a long time. Or maybe someone got into that account somehow to do this. So that would mean that that friend request would have been hanging out in there for all these years. I've got a lot of questions about this, but this particular thing, we'll never really know. We can, you know, we can listen to other people's stories and so on. But I believe that every type of thing like this, every experience is all individualized. I don't believe that this certain things that happen to others is um, exactly like what happened here or coming from the same thing that caused this one to happen. So just gives us a lot to think about when we are looking into uh, things online, you know, with a lot of these communications. Because, I mean, if you want to get a little further out there, okay, let's, let's just take this a little further. Let's just stop for a minute and think about this. How do we know that every person that sends you a friend request is really a person. How do we really know? Oh yeah, there are pictures there. There are friends with other friends and blah, blah, blah. But does that really mean anything in the big picture? Does that really mean that it's true? That these are verified actual people? Or maybe 
at some point, there can be certain things that just kind of like slip through the cracks. You know, like there are entities that are posing. I mean, you got to think about this. There is a lot of stuff out there that's much stranger than this. And when we're talking about social media, things like that, I mean, it's like, I, got, I have to have proof. I'm a person that, I have to have proof. I want to see this in person. I want to be able to like put my hand on it and see for myself if it's really there. Otherwise, it's actually hearsay. So who is to say that there aren't maybe, all right? I'm not saying, oh, yeah, this is exact. This is for sure. But who's to say that maybe there aren't some entities floating around out there? And when we're looking at this picture, okay, because everything is in the cloud. Now, is the cloud totally secure? Is it something that cannot be penetrated, cannot be hacked into? No. So many different things can get in there. And then uh, pose, okay? Then pose as maybe uh, a friend or someone you may know and things like this. And one of the reasons why I think along these lines is because I have had a few people who have actually told me that uh, they have had friends on social media who started acting out of character and quite bizarre, saying things that they don't say and just um, completely changing then when confronted, they were like, I never said that. What are you talking about? Okay? And then they go back. Say this happens to me. I have a friend on social media who starts saying just like crazy things, making these crazy statements, or just speaking in a way that is alien to their personality. Maybe saying some crude things, maybe talking about subjects that they normally wouldn't. Then I confront them and say, why are you talking like that? All right? Like, I'm going to confront this person. And they say, uh, they deny it. No, that wasn't, I never said that. All right. So now I'm going to go and find what they said. Okay, I'm going to find what I read so that they can read it. And guess what? It's not there. I have had people who this happened to, this exact scenario. So if we don't know, I mean, actually know the person, how do we know what it is we're communicating with? And even if we do know the person, these things, I believe, can be infiltrated. And I don't... I don't think that it's very difficult, especially for like, there are so many techie people out there and a lot of young people are like really, really techie without even having to go to take classes for it or anything like that. It's just kind of like 
that's what they do these days. I'm not saying that it's young people doing this, but what I'm saying is that I believe these things can and are being used by, uh, call them what you want, disembodied spirits, entities, and so on, okay, to create a communication. Because that is another way of welcoming something into your realm. That's my own personal belief. It doesn't mean that it's carved in stone, and it doesn't mean that anyone else has to believe it. But just maybe there's a little tidbit in there of real actual fact. All right? I want to tell you guys another thing. I don't get a whole lot of text messages, like spam text messages and things like this. I've had the phone number that I have since, um, how long have I had this phone number? I'm going to say since 2005, 2005, 2006, something like that. Well, once in a while, I'm not going to say I never get spam text. Once in a while, I might get something that I don't know who this is from, because let's face it, once in a while, you can send your text to someone else accidentally, or if they're not in your phone book and you're just going to put their number in to send a text. I mean, mistakes can happen. But I got two of them yesterday. And one of them, as soon as I read it, I knew that it was from someone that I was acquainted with in the past. As soon as I read this, one of the reasons is because this person did this to me maybe about 15 years ago. And what it is, 15 years ago, someone actually called me and asked for a different name. Like it was a wrong number. So they called me and they said, uh, for example, is, um, can I speak to Carla? And I said, no, this isn't Carla. There's no one here by the name of Carla. And then this person said something else. I, I don't remember what, what it was, like trying to get me to say my name, but I didn't. Okay, now I don't remember the exact conversation because it's been so long ago, but it happened twice. So yesterday, I got this text. And this is not anything that is paranormal or anything like that, but it's, it's uh, okay, well, let me tell you the story, though, before I got the text. So every so often, certain people will pop into my mind. So this certain person popped into my mind. I must have heard a song, and this person popped into my mind. Okay, but then it went away because, you know, okay, that's all fine and dandy. Then I get this, and what the text message said was, for example, hi, Pat, 
because the name used what could be it was a unisex name, okay? Hi Pat. It's been a long time. And then it said something else. I was at work, I was so busy that I just deleted it. I didn't even think about it. But I knew that the text was from someone that I was acquainted with in the past, okay? Then I got another text. And it's only coming from a phone number. Because this person is not in my phone book. And it said, I'm looking for a little something for you. Now, I was so busy, I didn't even stop because I deleted the first text. I didn't even, like, I was, I was not able to compare the phone numbers. But both times, it was a phone number. The reason that I knew immediately that it was from someone, you know, an old acquaintance, is because it was like the same type of thing that they did all those years ago, using a wrong name. And even back then, I knew that it was from this person, right? So now what this is, is just checking to see if this phone number still belongs to me. And I knew it yesterday. The, and a big reason also is because the energy, the energy that came from that text was like I could read it. So I didn't reply, of course, to either one of them. I just deleted them. First, I, dele- I deleted that first one. I deleted the second one. But the energy hung around me for a while. So it remains to be seen if I'm going to get another one. I would not communicate with it. I will not uh, reply. No. But I can feel that energy. It's so strange when um, you can do things like that. And you see, I'm not saying this because I want this to happen or this is something that gives me a warm fuzzy. No, I'm saying this because I really can feel it. No, I don't. I mean, I don't want this to happen because it's like one of those things like I could care less. So maybe some of you, maybe all of you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you have had similar things happen to you where you don't have to see who it is. That phone number is not familiar to you, but you know because of the energy that's behind it. Okay, well, moving on now. Now, this is something to me that's creepy, okay? This uh, story here. And this is something that was not shared with me. This is something that I just, like, found out about. Someone told me about this story. 
but it, you know, someone, I guess, uh, saw it somewhere or overheard someone speaking about this, but um, I cannot take credit for this in any way. But um, it goes that uh, there was a woman and she was shopping. She was in a store and she was in there shopping. She came out of the store and she put her things in her car and she got in her car. And then this man approached her. This man approached her car and he was very pleasant. He was a average looking man. And she thought that for a second that he worked in the store that she just came out of and said, oh, like you forgot this or that. And he just had a look on his face, kind of like not a smile, but not a, you know, not a frown either. And she was already in her car and he approached her and he said something to the effect of he knows that she was just in that store because he could smell her. So immediately she thinks he's trying to come on to her and that he liked her perfume or something. And then he went on. Now, this is kind of, um, this is kind of gruesome, okay, guys? So um, what I'm going to tell you is a little bit, like, um, explicit, okay? So everybody just hang on, all right? So he said, yeah, he could smell her because he could smell her monthly, you know, friend, her ministration, Okay, and he said that it stimulated him. And then he just looked at her like, you know, he just told her, uh, I like your shoes. He, you know, he just had a regular look on his face. And the look he gave her was just like if he would have said, I like your shoes. Because he obviously was not ashamed to say these words to her. Yes. And the smell of her stimulated him. And then, let's see. Yeah, and then he just had that same pleasant look on his face the whole time he's telling her this. And then he just, like, you know how you, like, tap on someone's car a little bit with your palm? Like, you go, and then he just walked away. But the thing about this encounter is that he was correct. She said she really was like on her monthly cycle at that time. And how did he know? So she starts up her car. She goes home. She immediately goes in her house and she looks at her behind and she looks around to make sure that she didn't leak through, okay? Because, you know, sometimes that happens. And she said there was nothing. There was no sign. There was no nothing. So how did he know? She said she doesn't think he was a real person. He was something else. Now... To me, that is a not only strange, but creepy story because um, 
I have to kind of agree that I don't believe that that was a real person either. That had to, I mean, that's kind of like an animal type of feature, you know? Animals can smell certain things. And uh, this is like, uh, yeah, I can't think of any other way to describe it, but some type of animal. And, oh yeah, I mean, and the other thing that he said, like, very strange. That is very strange and creepy. And I would have felt very, very vulnerable also. Someone would come up and say that to me. I would have even felt vulnerable in my own house. Like, does this person see me? Does this, how does this person know this? Very strange, but you know what? There's a, a lot of strange out here. Things we cannot explain, things that we would never even think of happen every day. All over, I mean, not only in the United States, but all over the world. Because the strange paradiso is worldwide. It is not only in one country. It's not only in one city or state. It is worldwide. It is everywhere. And it is also in the ocean. It's also in the middle of the sea. It's in lakes, forests, deserts. You name it. It's all part of the strange paradiso. As well as other realms, other universes that we cannot see. We think we cannot see, but I believe that every so often we get glimpses. We maybe experience things and don't realize it because it's just not blatant enough. So we'll get into more of that next time. I'm going to try for Sunday because I've been writing down some interesting things that we will be able to talk about the next time we walk and talk. Once again, I want to thank all of you for joining me and for taking time out of your day to join in. And if you have anything that you would like to submit, anything that you would like to hear about, maybe some obscure subjects or so on, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. I love hearing from all of you. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll be walking and talking again soon. Ciao.